having some technical difficulties recording this morning, so this is going to be the, this is going to be the third time. The third time I uh, record this. So we're in uh, Isaiah 41. It's June 23rd, 2022. And yeah, we're in the Christian Standard Version. The heading for this is the Lord versus the nation's gods. I'm here at the car dealership, by the way, getting my car, my brakes worked on. Oh, man. Oh. Unfortunately, I don't know how to, I mean, I've only done brake work on my car once. So, your boy has to pay somebody to do it for me. But once I get my own house next year, I'm going to start doing this stuff, a lot of this stuff on my own. At least attempting. All right, be silent before me, coast and islands, and let peoples renew their strength. Let them approach, let them testify. Let's come together for the trial. Who has stirred up someone from the east in righteousness? He calls him to serve. The Lord hands nations over to him, and he subdues kings. He makes them like dust with his sword, like wind-driven stubble with his bow. He pursues them, going on safely, hardly touching the path with his feet. Who has performed and done this calling the generations from the beginning? I am the Lord, the first and with the last, I am he. The coast and islands see and are afraid. The whole earth trembles. They approach and arrive. Each one helps the other and says to another, Take courage. The craftsman encourages the metal worker. The one who flattens with the hammer encourages the one who strikes the anvil, saying of the soldering, it is good. He fastens it with nails so that it will not fall over. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, descendant of Abraham, my friend, my servant, chosen friend, Verse 9, I brought you from the ends of the earth and called you from its farthest corners. I said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and I, I haven't rejected you. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Oh, man. Verse 11, be sure that all who are enraged against you will be ashamed and disgraced. Those who contend with you will become as nothing and will perish. You will look for those who contend with you, but you will not find them. Those who war against you will become absolutely nothing. For I am the Lord your God, who holds your right hand, who says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Do not fear, you worm, Jacob. You men of Israel, keep saying, do not fear. I will help you. 
This is the Lord's declaration. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a sharp... I will make you into a sharp threshing board, new with many teeth. You will thresh mountains and pulverize them and make hills into chaff. You will winnow them, and a wind will carry them away. A whirlwind will scatter them. But you will, will you will rejoice in the Lord. You will boast in the Holy One of Israel. Verse 17. The poor and the needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. I will answer them. I am the Lord, the God of Israel. I will not abandon them. I will open rivers on the barren heights and springs in the middle of the plains. I will turn the desert into a pool and a dry land into springs. I will plant cedars, acacias, myrtles, and olive trees in the wilderness. I will put juniper trees, elms, and cypress trees together in, that, in the desert so that all may see and know, consider, and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Hmm. Verse 21. Submit your case, says the Lord. Present your argument, says Jacob's king. Let them come and tell us what will happen. Tell us the past events so that we may reflect on them and know the outcome or tell us the future. Tell us the coming events, then we will know that you are gods indeed. Do something other, this little g-gods. Indeed, do something good or bad, then we will be in awe when we see it. Indeed, do something good or bad, then we will be in awe when we see it. Verse 24, look, you are nothing and your work is worthless. Anyone who chooses you is detestable. Once again, I always say this is kind of a challenging thing in our generation because a lot of us don't necessarily have um, little statues that we carry around and worship, but we, uh, we may worship our cars, our houses, other possessions. You fill in the blank. You could turn anything into a little G. Anything that you give more time, attention, money. Like the best of your time, the best of your attention, the best of your energy and money. And it might be a little G, a little God in your life. Verse 25. Talk to the big G about that. All right, verse 25, I have stirred up one from the north and he has come from one from the east who invokes my name. He will march over rulers as if they were mud like a potter who treads the clay. Who told about this from the beginning so that we might know and from the times past that we might say he is right? No one, no one announced it. No one told it. No one heard your words. I was the first to say to Zion, look, here they are, and I gave Jerusalem a herald with good news. 
when I look, there is no one. There is no counselor among them. When I ask them, they have nothing to say. Look, all of them are a delusion. Their works are non-existent. Their images are wind and emptiness. Let's read these Tony Evans notes and keep it moving. It says, who is this someone from the East whom God has stirred up? This is a reference to Cyrus the Great, the leader of the then future Persian empire that would conquer Babylon in 539 BC, 150 years into the future. Isaiah does not mention Cyrus by name until chapter 44, verse 28 and 45, verse 1. But at this point, God is hinting at his long-range plan for Judah. It includes raising up a leader to smash the Babylonian Empire, release the Jews from captivity, and permit them to return home. See you. The one who trusts an idol needs to nail it down so it won't tip over while he's praying to it. How much better is it to trust in the true God who has the power to topple empires? God set Israel apart and promised by covenant to be her protector. Kingdoms and empires that not only refuse to recognize and bow before Israel's God, but also attacked and abused his people, would be tossed into the dustbin of history. They would be ground into dust so fine that a wind will carry them away. God repeated his plan to raise Cyrus to liberate his captive people from Babylon. I have stirred up one from the north, though in chapter 41, verse 2, it is said that Cyrus comes from the east, both are correct. Persia lay to the east, but it would attack Babylon from the north. He's going pretty deep here. My favorite verses, though, here are I have chosen you, I haven't rejected you. Do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be afraid, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you. Hold on to you with my righteous right hand. Or in some translations, it says, Do not be dismayed, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. Use that word, dismayed. In the little hope bird section, it says, by Tony Evans, it says, never let who you are get in the way of who God is. That's so easy to do. Lord, thank you for this word. Isaiah 41. Help us to not um, be afraid. 
help us to uh, not be dismayed. Know that we always are being held by your righteous right hand, that you strengthen us day by day, moment by moment. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, or missed the mark, or veered off the path, and fallen short of the glory of God, or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God, and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name, I pray. Amen. Lord Jesus, give me water. I know Jesus gave me water. Jesus gave me water.